Hello, good morning. My name is Tolu Tokwadada. Welcome to today's Bible study. Um, the last sec- segment we spoke about John, I mean Revelations chapter 1, and we this we, we agreed that the, the book of Revelations has three broad um, divisions. The things that had happened, um, the things that were happening in John's days, and the things that will happen after John's days, Metatrata hereafter. Uh, Revelations 1.19 make that um, division. And so that's what we did last week. We, last time we, we talked about uh, Revelations chapter 1, the things that had happened before. So today we're going to look at um, Revelations chapters 2 and possibly chapter 3 and see the seven letters, uh, the letters reaching to the seven churches. But before we go ahead, let's just say a word of prayer together. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for another time in your presence, another opportunity to be blessed uh, by your word. We ask, Lord, that you open these letters and let the life behind these letters jump right at us and bless our souls in the name of Jesus. Lord, that will not just be readers and hearers of the word, Lord, but be doers of it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, prayed. Amen. So let's get right into it. Revelations chapter 2, verse 1. It says, um, Until the angel, uh, now the angel uh, here uh, is like the pastor in charge or, or the person in charge of the church so and unto the angel of the church of ephesus write these things see it he that holdeth holdeth the seven stars in his right hand and walketh in the seven golden candlesticks i know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and i know how thou canst bear them which are evil and thou has tried them which say they are apostles and are not and has found them liars okay let's just stop there a bit um jesus is starting with saying i know thy works actually all over this chapter you're going to be seeing this phrase a lot i know your works i know what you're doing so jesus understands and he, 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 he appreciates work so your efforts in the church your efforts in doing good in the society god is telling you today i know your works whether you're pretending whether you're doing eye service i know your works i can see what you're doing even though your pastor cannot see it even though your 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 husband your spouse may not be able to see it but jesus is saying i know your works i know what those things you do and let's just look at the number of good things um, um, these guys, these guys, um, the Bible says these guys have done. Now, let's look at, he said, he knew, he knew there are some people who pretended to be apostles and these guys could not bear them. Which means that the false, false teachers, false prophets, fake apostles since the days of the bible so having a false prophet or a false teacher is not really new although these days one would just 
be so scared that it seems everywhere people are just deceiving people all about so it's not new so if you decide to leave a church before because of one false prophet or one fake teacher it's not new you're not the only one you get to heaven and the bible says there'll be cloud of witnesses the witness will tell you that we've we've been it has been happening since still till so just face your face your faith face face the lord you're serving and 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 move forward uh, he said okay let's 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 just read let's read on verse three thou hast and and has born and has patience for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted nevertheless i have somewhat against thee thou hast left thy first love remember from when thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else i will come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent but thou hast but but this thou hast thou hast hated the deeds of the nicolaitans which i also hate he that has an ear let him he let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches to him that overcometh i will give to eat the tree to eat of the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of god praise the lord so that's all about the the church um that's all about the first church the church in ephesus so let's just look at those he said the, the another thing they have in their favor they hated um the nicolaitans who were the nicolaitans let's let's look at let's look at that do they still exist these days now nicolaitans believe in the doctrine of balaam if you remember the bible says in balaam numbers um 20 some from chapters 22 to chapter 24 um the bible talks about balaam and if you remember uh balak uh, the king of moab paid the prophet to curse the children of israel remember and that was the only time that we, the, the, a donkey spoke in the history of mankind he worked for money even though he was not a false prophet but he was a false prophet on contract he was the highest bidder kind of a prophet and ladies and gentlemen do we have people like this in the church today definitely yes they take pleasure in money more than souls those who who, who, who take pleasure in cursing the church in fact later in the studies we're going to see who are the kind of people that curse the church the bible says uh, let me just summarize out we'll treat it far far later in the book um, the Bible says about heaven that there will be no more curse there. Why? Because the throne of God is there. So I, I, I just interpreted from there. So wherever the throne of God is, there cannot be a curse there. So when you see prophets and churches that, that, that rejoice in cursing people, rejoice in cursing the church, in cursing workers, in cursing this place, this, that, the throne of God is not in that place. The, wherever the throne of God is, there is no curse there. So there are some prophets that are motivated by money. It is what the it's what money says that determines is how much money you bring that determines the the kind of vision they will see onto you. So these are negotiations. Let's not embrace them. That's one thing that that the Lord commended the Church of Ephesus for. But one thing they have against them is that they've left their first love, which a lot of us have done. 
Was this how we were a few years ago? The commitments of the things that we've been doing, how we've been treating the work of God few years ago, few, 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 few months ago, the way we first believed. And it seems, it seems it's just all over the church. Everybody is, is kind of relaxed. Everybody, the revival, the fire has just gone down. And this is sober, sober ref- reflection for all of us. He knows our works. He expects us to work. He sees every tear, every pain, every struggle. He knows. Let's not relent. Even though people are against us, even though people have said a lot of things against us, they've lied against me, they've done... I'm very sure you, everybody listening here, they've lied against you for doing the right thing. But the Bible is saying, Jesus is saying, I know your works. I know they are lying against you. I know they are gathering up against you. I know, I know, I know that they are, they are trying to even plan an attack for you. Keep working. Don't relent. Don't relent. Go back to your first love. And the Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. The Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. So these guys are just love. No, no eye service. Go back to what you've been doing before. Do the works you've been doing at first. And the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. So, just a quick one. The people that believe that, ah, my faith is in my heart. Oh, it is what I do. It is it's not what I do that the Lord is interested in. It is what is in my heart. It's actually not biblical. Jesus is telling the church here, I know your works. I know. Let me see what you do. Don't say it is in your heart alone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So let's go. Um, verse 8. And unto the church of Smyrna, write these things which see it the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know your works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy. Of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go back. This thing again, I know your works. We cannot overemphasize it. He knows your tribulation. He knows the time people are gathering up against you because of what is good. I know your tribulation. Don't go and 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 leave the faith just because people are against you. Just because people are saying one or two things against you. He knows your tribulation. After your tribulation went on and said, I know your poverty, but thou art rich. You put it in there. So some people may be poor even though you don't have physical money but Jesus is telling you don't worry about all those you are rich you are rich why because there are things you've been doing for me there are things I've been there are things you've been you've been you've been there are tribulations that you've 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 passed through because of me and that is why God is calling you rich you are rich. If the person that has gold, that has 
everything, everything in abundance is telling the church that they are rich. Wow. You are rich. Let's go. He said, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, but as the synagogue of Satan, Egbami. Oh, apologies for my French. Now, again, they are coming, there's, there's this false people again, and the first church, some people pretended, pretended to be, to be, to be, to be, I mean, to, to be apostles. And the Bible says, the Bible commented, commended them for not being deceived by them. Now, some some other people are pretending to be Jews, but they are actually synagogue of Satan. So, these false people pretending to be pastors, people pretending to be to be high prophet, evangelists, to all those things. It's not new. This church has some people who claimed to be to be to be Jews, but the Bible called them the synagogue of Satan. So, this is a poor church that the Bible says they are rich. But we see the reason. We still um, 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 look at the reason why Jesus said they were rich and examine it later. So, for none of those things, verse 10, for none of those things which thou hast suffered, behold, the devil has come unto, has cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an hear, let him hear what the Spirit say unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt. With the second death. So, these guys have been slandered by those who call themselves Jews. Now, have you met people who, because of um, the, the, because you're doing good, they will lie against you because of the good you do. They will say blasphemous things against you. They may, they may come to church and pretend to be Christians just like these guys are pretending to be Jews and Jesus is referring to them as synagogue of Satan. Why? Because they are blasphemous. Slanders. People that spread lies. The Bible referred them as referred to them here as the synagogue of Satan. So this church had been slandered by those who claim to be Jews. Do we have people like that in the church today? Saz and Maz. They are there. Synagogue of Satan. The Bible says, No, you know that the, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of the Lord dwells in you. Now, if you are a gossip, if you're gossiping about your, your, your neighbors, you know, the, in fact, the church is filled with gossipers and, and rumor mongers and slanderers. It is not the Holy Spirit that is dwelling in you. It's Satan that is dwelling in you. So that's why the Bible is calling the synagogue of Satan. You're not the synagogue of, of the Holy Spirit. The synagogue of Satan. So please repent. Praise the Lord. So this church stood its ground. Despite slanders. 
They looked poor in the sight of people, but Jesus called them rich. And this is one of the churches. There are only two in the old seven that has no negative comments from Jesus. So therefore, it is possible not to, uh, Yoruba elders will say that it's not possible for you to walk and your head will not shake. But Jesus is even telling, the Bible is telling us that it's possible for you to walk and your head will not shake. The, the, the literal, that's not a literal translation. The meaning is that it's not possible for you to do things without faults. But actually it's possible. This is a church that has no negative comments. So it is very possible. It is very possible. And because of course, these guys are doing the right thing. Verse 10, he said, fear nothing that you are about to suffer. Be aware that the devil is about to throw some of you into prison so that you may be tested in your faith. And for 10 days, you will have tribulation. Be faithful to the point of death. If you must die for your faith, and I will give you a crown consisting life. So because they are doing good, they're going to get into real, real, real trouble. And when the righteous people suffer, and people think at times it's because of their sin, one household weak, household weak, wickedness that is doing them, is their family people. No. The Bible is saying here that the, this church is going to be tested by the devil because they are doing the right thing. And some of us have been have had this sin-conscious mind and any little cockroach in your kitchen is a witch from the village, uh, is a... Is a is a, is someone household enemy or what? No, 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 no. The Church of Smyrna has done absolutely nothing wrong, and Jesus was pre- pre- preparing them for a bigger and higher persecution that may even cost them their lives. And it is not because they have sinned; some may even die. I heard someone, a prophet friend of mine, say um, uh, they prayed for so-and-so thing and the person must have committed a sin. That is why the prayer the prophet has said for that individual didn't come to pass. I'm like, hello, God is God. God can decide. It is God that showeth mercy to answer our prayers. If He decides not to answer or to delay, it is God. Let's just go to the next church, the Church of Pergamum. He said, "I know you dwell. I know where you dwell. A place where Satan sits enthroned. A place where Satan sits enthroned. Yet you are holding fast my name, and you did not deny my faith." Even in the days of Antipas, my witness, my faithful one, who was killed, martyred among you, where Satan dwells. Okay, this is verse 13, Revelation 2.13. This, this verse is always talking about, it's just, it's just, he kept repeating the fact that Satan dwells here, Satan dwells here. Ah, now like this, like, so this place is bad, rich. Like, this is like, this is the headquarters of Satan. So let's look at how is this? Why is the Bible calling this place um, the headquarters of Satan or the seat of Satan? We'll just do a little bit of um, research and exegesis on Pergamum. Um, in the Greek Empire, Pergamum was a city uh, that has a healing center built after the Greek god um, Asclepius. 
Um, you can just Google that uh, so that you see the image. I, I'm not able to put the image on the, on this podcast. And let's look at who, who is this Greek god, um, um, Asclepius, and what's so special about it. Now, if you see the image of the Greek god, um, Asclepius uh, is about, um, he, he holds a rod and, and a snake or a serpent rolls around that, that rod. That's his emblem. So in this healing temple, worshippers allow snakes to come all over their bodies and things like that. So, and several places in the Bible, Satan was described as a serpent. Also in Genesis, the serpent that deceived Eve. Um, so this is one of the reasons why Jesus called the city, the city of Satan. Um, bring it to the modern day. That staff of the god of um, Asclepius, if you, if you have Googled it and you see, you see what does it stand for in our day and age, it is actually the medical symbol. All hospitals will have that in, on their logo. So that is the Greek god of healing. And that is, that is what happens in that place. So even in the days of persecution, when when these guys were martyred in the seat of Satan, in the headquarters, the things that were practiced there was just um, so so disgusting to Jesus. But these guys still held on to their faith. They dwelt in the midst of immorality. All forms of sin happened in that place. And they still held on to their faith. What is our excuse these days? People can be doing a whole lot of things around us. They may be, they may be, they may be hating all about around us. They may be, they may be doing Yahoo. They may be doing all sorts of things around you, and you feel that oh, I'm the only one righteous in the midst of this darkness. Shine your light. What excuse can be tenable? These guys were in the midst, in the headquarters of Satan, and despite the fact, the pressure. These guys to their faith. But they also had something that Jesus had against them. Jesus did no slack. They wouldn't, ah, no, it's because these people try to, ah, you know, where they dwell is inside the Satan headquarters. So let's cut them some slack. No. Let's look at verse 14. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some of you who hold the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so that they ate food sacrificed to idols. And committed sexual immoralities. Remember, a few minutes ago, we talked about Balaam. Uh, the Nicolaitans embraced the doctrine of Balaam. And what do we say about the doctrine of Balaam? That this church embraced that doctrine. They love money, prophets on contracts, people on contracts. They will give you visions based on the amount of money you bring. And with all the positive things these guys have done, with all the, all the, all the, they, they, they withstood all these things, all these immoralities that was happening, all the, the that's why the fact that they were in the seat of Satan, the fact that they were surrounded, that we are surrounded by corruption, especially in this part of the world, Nigeria, it's not a reason for us to be corrupt. You're working in civil service and everybody is being offered bribes and, and they collect bribes. It's not, it's, not, it's not a good enough reason for us to be corrupt. We may seem to be the only ones standing. The Bible expects us to stand still. Keep standing. The Lord will bless you 
in Jesus' name. So joining the joining multitude to do evil will not be will not that Jesus doesn't accept that as a tenable excuse. Okay, so repent, otherwise I will soon come and you will f- and I will soon soon come to you and we fight against them with the sword of my mouth. So if household witches are fighting, we'll run to God. If uh, the devil is attacking you, you run to God. Now in this verse, God is, uh, don't worry, it's me that will come and fight you. Who will you run to if God is fighting you? So it's really going to be terrible. And what's the sword that will come out of his mouth? We're still going to look at this later uh, in another place in the, in the future uh, chapters. What's that sword? It's the word. Is the word, is the word that causes um, what is not what doesn't exist um, into what exists. Uh, the Bible talked about uh, if you read the message version of of the account of creation, Genesis chapter one verse three. You know we always uh, and God said, "Let there be light," and 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 there was light. And I looked at I looked at the message translation. He said, "And God said, light." And light appeared so god just said light and it appeared and if you look at it scientifically um we believe scientifically that the sun gives the light to the universe the moon actually takes its light from the sun and the sun was created about three days later on the first day god called out light and light appeared so it doesn't have to follow order it doesn't have to follow logic the fact that the word says so it will come to pass the fact that you are you are god said prosper god said increase even though you don't have the family connection you don't have the background you don't have the you don't have the required um, 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 connection and you've not pressed enough buttons and god says go and collect that contract it doesn't have to follow logic it will be yours in jesus name let's quickly move on um verse 18 to the angel of the church of theatia uh, that's the next church. These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire and whose feet, whose feet are like uh, burnished bronze. I know your works. Again, I know your works, your love and your faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are doing more than you did at first. Another church, God is telling them, I know your work, your love, your patience, your service. Great guys. But he has something against them as well. Nevertheless, I have this in verse 20. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You tolerate the woman, that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet. By her teaching, she misleads my servants into sexual immorality and eating food sacrificed unto idols. Hmm. Hmm. Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet a prophetess this church is actually actually did more than they did at first they did more than their first love but what happened how come what happened probably they lost their guard they lost the spirit of discernment and allows a falsely inspired prophetess in the church and that's probably probably they just they just lost god and it's happening in our churches already. We don't test all spirits. The spirit of discernment seems to be absent from the church. It seems to be absent from the church. See, later in the book, we'll see that 
miracles can happen from the devil. Inspiration, prophet, prophet, uh, prophecies can come from the devil. Who is who is inspiring the prophets, the prophecies? So another thing I've noticed about some of our churches these days is that they may start well. They may start with godly inspiration, but lose it at some point. So let's be careful, guys. That's why we always, one of the gifts of the Spirit we need most is the spirit of discernment. And as leaders, as church leaders, we should not let our guard down no matter what. We should not let our guard down. A lot of people in these days, they, 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 they quote more from what the man of God said or what one doctor said, one philosopher said than, than what God said. And gradually it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going. So let's not let, let our guard down. Verse 21 says, I give you time to repent. But I, I gave her time to repent. That's talking about the prophetess, the false prophetess, the Jezebel. But she has no desire to repent of her, immoral, of her immorality and refuses to do so. So let's, let's look at what happens when their time is up. Because God has said, I give her time to repent. Verse 22. Listen carefully. I will throw her on a bed of sickness and those who commit adultery with her. I will bring unto great anguish unless they repent of the of our deeds. And I will kill our children, in bracket followers, with pestilence. And all the churches will know without any doubt that I am he who searches the mind and heart and the innermost thought and purposes. And I will give to each one of you a reward or punishment according to your works. God searches the earth. Your pastor may be searching through what you do. Your church leaders may be searching and be judging you through what you do. But God searches our innermost hearts. The, outer, the outside smile and inside murdering of your fellow unit members. The gossips and the backbiting. God searches your innermost heart. So when such people fall sick, it is not household he reaches. It is God himself saying that I will put them on the bed of sickness. I will put them on, this, on the bed of sickness. A couple of years ago, I was in a church and a number of people have said a lot of they gathered against me, said, told a lot of lies against me. So my, my first ministration of the year, the Lord asked me, um, to tell them that if God is to pay you according to your works this year, how big will your reward be? And you'd be shocked. People, people couldn't pray those prayers. <laughs> we just had to turn into the prayer of for forgiveness. If your pastor should raise a prayer point that God should repay you according to your intentions and purposes, how will your heart receive such prayers? Verse 24, Revelations to 24. Uh, we should round up now. But to the rest of you in that theatre, who do not hold these teachings, who have not explored the known depths of Satan, as they call them, hmm, I know I place no other burden on you except to hold tightly with, with that which you have until I come. 
So God knows that you're not part of the gossipers. He knows those who follow the false prophets. So even if you're in the same team, in the same church, he knows if your heart is right or wrong. He knows if you're there or not. But he's telling you, hold fast to what you have until he comes. Don't let them influence you. Don't let them pollute you. Note that he didn't say that the good guys should leave the church. He knows how to make the separation. So leaving the church, getting out of the church, getting angry about the church is not a solution. He never said, you good guys, don't let them pollute you. Please leave this church because they are bad. No. Stay there. Keep doing your good works. Hold fast to what you have. And verse 26, and he who overcomes and he who keeps my deeds until the very end, to him I will give the authority and power over nations and he shall shepherd and rule them with a rod of iron as the earth, earthen pots are broken in pieces as I, I also have received authority and power to rule them from my father and I will give him the morning star. This is talking about the millennial reign, uh, with a topic which will be ironed out uh, in, the, in the towards the end of the book of Revelations. So, but Jesus said, "Hold on to what you have." So let's let's just go on there. Um, verse, I think that's the end of that chapter. Verse twenty. I will give you let he, verse twenty nine. He that had and hear, let him hear what the Spirit seeth unto the churches. Uh, we'll start from chapter 3, uh, the next section. Thank you very much for your time today. Uh, I pray that the Lord will bless the reading, the, the reading, the teaching of his words in Jesus' name. Let's say a word of prayers. Father, we thank you for how much you've allowed us to learn today. We ask, Lord, that you keep um, strengthening the church. Those of us that have left our first love, you bring us back in the name of Jesus. Those of us that have been slandered, uh, those of us that have been back beating about father we ask for the strength to keep going to keep on going in the name of jesus thank you father and those those people who are polluting the church lord we ask them give them the grace to repent in the name of jesus and if they don't repent all the things you've said that will happen to them lord so that the the church the church will be sanctified the church will be purified will be the, the shaft will be will be separated from the weed father lord give it make it happen in the name of jesus thank you father in jesus name we've prayed amen god bless you see you some other time bye um you can follow me across all social media platforms at stolutokwedada um on facebook uh, my facebook friend friendship i've i've hit the limit so just like my page on facebook to look across twitter and instagram the same thing to look then you can start your uh, you can ask your questions there you can send a voice note i think we can exchange questions via voice notes on this um, podcast and if not you can just send your questions to me via social media god bless you have a wonderful day bye